Teachers, has a student ever offered to do the deed with you in order to pass a class? If yes, how did you react and what were the further consequences? Make sure to subscribe on YouTube with notifications turned on and follow on Spotify. I teach math at a major U.S. university and usually end up with at least one lower level class each year. Like most of the replies here, I have students that flirt or make subtle comments fairly regularly, but one student really went above and beyond. She was doing poorly in my class with about a 65% average early in the semester, but she was coming to my office hours regularly for help. She was really trying, but she was still struggling with the material. I really wanted her to do well because it was clear she was willing to put in the work, so I didn't mind the extra time. She was a very attractive young lady and always wore tight or revealing clothes to my office hours, but that was how she seemed to dress normally, so I didn't think anything of it. She really didn't flirt much, but there was a little hand slash arm touches from time to time. I kept my office door open and was on a busy hallway, so I really didn't worry about it. Well, at the end of the semester, she shows up for office hours and asks if she can charge her phone. She didn't have a charger, she said, but she had a cable and she could just plug her phone into my laptop. I didn't think anything of it and I said, sure. She got fairly flirty that session and was starting to cross into inappropriate territory, but I played dumb and kept things focused. When we wrapped up, she unplugged her phone and said something like, I think my phone copied some pictures onto your computer. Tell me what you think. And oh boy, did her phone ever copy some pictures. There were literally hundreds of pictures of her, which looked to be taken over the course of the semester, almost all of them nude. I'd be lying if I said I didn't have a good long look at them that night before I deleted them. I'm only human. I had to report it to my department chair, but I told them that I'd like for us to assume it was an accident, but I wanted cover too. We had a meeting with her and she was embarrassed, but we stuck to the, it was probably an accident line and left her most of her dignity. Surprisingly, she didn't drop. Instead, she apologized after the next class, very embarrassed and promised it wouldn't happen again. I continued to let her come to my office hours for help, but we sat in a common area instead of my office. She ended up pulling a C-, which I bumped up to a C because of the extra work that she put in. I would have done the same for any student, even without the pictures, so I figured it was only fair. She made a mistake, as many college kids do, and I didn't think I needed to punish her anymore. And just to be clear, she was 20 years old. I checked her age as soon as I realized she put these pictures on my laptop. As a follow-up to this, some people are asking how could the files be copied automatically, and apparently there is a way to do this without going into too much detail. It does exist, but wow, at least she ended up passing the class and this whole stunt didn't end up being the end of her entire career because he kind of vouched for her, so I guess she wouldn't get kicked out of the class or she wouldn't get into serious disciplinary trouble. And I'm guessing part of that is probably because, like he mentioned here, she was coming in for what sounds like the whole semester trying to get help and he must have felt like she was actually trying because she did pull off a C- after all of that. Do you think the professor here was a jerk or not? And let me know what you would do if you were in this situation. The next teacher that responded to this prompt said, during my few year stint at educational IT, a brilliant at-risk female high school student falsely accused me of misconduct, but I quickly produced video evidence to the contrary and she was removed from my program. Didn't press false report charges and had her place in an at-risk student assistance program. Six years later, after earning her MS and making a good life for herself, she tracked me down, poured out her heart and produced a heartfelt, truly remorseful apology through a ridiculous amount of tears and asked me to dinner. We've been inseparable since, together for five years, married for three. I should add that I haven't been a teacher since the term after she made her claim. Too much red tape and politics and not enough pay. So how did this all go down? In my few years with the district, we had a few kids, mainly seniors, who were clearly 
clearly heading in the wrong direction. The school administration had an off-book program where they would help displaced, homeless, and obviously at-risk kids get their lives back on track and finish their education. One young woman that I remember really having issues at home made overt advances in my direction and nearly ruined my life. This wasn't even for a better grade. She was already making a 4.0. This was about attention and perhaps some confused feelings. I may have been 20 years old or so, but I was smart enough not to take the bait, whether authentic or otherwise. That isn't to say that I didn't have some trouble resulting from their behavior. All that I can say is thank the flying spaghetti monster that I was evaluating some IP cameras and had one running in my office. The young lady in question silently crept into my office while I had my back turned to the door as I took a telephone call from the state, closed the door, unbuttoned her already too tight blouse and waited for me to turn around mere inches from where I sat. Not hearing her enter over the drone of the equipment in the corner, I was shocked to find her waiting right behind me when my call ended. Just as I placed the handset back on the phone base and turned back to move to my workbench, she reached up, grabbed me by the head and planted an open mouth kiss on my stunned lips. I absolutely did not reciprocate and pulled free as soon as I could. If anything, I thought in retrospect that I might have hurt her as I pushed her away from me. She pointed out that her shirt was open and had popped the front clasp of her bra bearing her chest. I was horrified. She was a nice young woman, but I was a teacher and she was a student. I also did not want to go to prison or have my life ruined, so I begged her to cover up and leave immediately. She refused. I immediately called the principal, explained the situation, and asked the school resource, aka the police officer, to come by with the nurse without delay. When they arrived, the girl, angry that I had rebuffed her advances, proceeded to tell that I had talked her into the office and manipulated her into removing her shirt, spinning lies that her grade would suffer if she didn't. I vigorously defended myself, but times being what they were and are, they were taking her side. That was one of the toughest hours of my life. That was until I remembered that the Axis IP camera and the NVR that I had been testing recorded everything with audio in my office. They saw the video and instantly began backpedaling. Within minutes, the truth was known and she was in tears yelling, but I love him. At that point, my heart sank. I wasn't even mad anymore. I felt truly sorry for her, even if she did love me, which I seriously doubted and wouldn't have mattered anyway. She was dealing with far more than any 18-year-old senior should. Her addicted felon parents were almost always absent. Two of her siblings were dead from substance and substance violence, her remaining sister had turned to becoming a lady of the night because she never knew if she would have enough money for rent, food, or power. As the SRO had already taken her statement before she began to recant, the SRO pushed heavily that I press for a false statement charges. Instead, the principal had the young woman sign an affidavit stating that the allegations were false and that I was not to be held responsible. She was removed from my internship program and AP Computer Science. The thing was, however, that she was very good with computers and had planned on pursuing a computer science degree at the local university. Not wanting to have her potentially decent future ruined by the desperately misguided mistake, the district superintendent allowed her to finish the computer science course at another school district. She had already shown a great aptitude in the internship program, so I made sure that she graduated with several letters of recommendation. Fast forward six years, I was about to sit down to read when the doorbell rings. I opened the door to find her standing there with a binder. Six years in the future. After determining that she wasn't there to pull something. I hadn't had any contact with her in years after all and checking my home IP video system was running. I invited her in. We had a really nice chat about her acceptance into the local university's computer science department and fast track from freshman to MS program. She opened the binders and showed me the pictures of her awards. I read the abstract of her graduate thesis and asked about her post-grad plans. She got a job with a bioinformatics company making twice what I make in my CTO position. I couldn't have been prouder. She asked me what I had been up to and I told her of my career moves. I stayed on a year after she 
she graduated, I mentioned that my brother, a well-known football coach in the district, had died after being hit by a drunk driver. She cried and she told me she was truly alone, that her entire family was dead, one by one, all from substances or violence all within two years. She calmed down but started crying again. She could hardly look at me. I didn't know what to say and I could only muster a kind, there, there, it's okay, it's a help, which I knew was worthless sentiment because it wasn't really okay. Her family was dead. That wasn't what she was crying over. She gave me a letter that said, words can never express how sorry I am for what I did to you on that day. My life was in shambles. I was aimless and acted purely out of desperation for attention. So few people ever paid me any mind, but you seem to genuinely care. You were always friendly and happy, a bright ray of sunshine in my life, and I loved you for that. Sure, I was a scared girl with a terrible life and an equally terrible adult life ahead of me. I can't prove it, but I have a feeling that you were instrumental in my placement in the at-risk student assistance program. Through that, I was closed, housed, and pushed to continue my education. Because of you, I was able to attend the local university and become a positive, productive member of society. I can't ever thank you enough. The letter went on for several pages, telling me how often she thought of me and always wondered why I didn't press charges for the full expulsion. The letter mentioned that she tried to visit after her freshman year, but was disappointed to find that I had gone to another job. She didn't want to seduce me or cause me any trouble, only to thank me. There were tears silently streaming down her face, and the letter finished by saying, I didn't come here for sympathy or to brag, but mainly just to thank you and ask if we might be friends. I had a lot of growing up to do when we last spoke, and I want to make things right after I potentially ruined your life. My family is dead, and I don't have a lot of friends. I would love to have someone to share in my victories and talk shop. Feel free to say no, and I might in your position, but it would mean a lot if you might have dinner with me sometime. I don't expect anything. She repeated that she was sorry. We chatted for another hour or so. I started getting hungry and asked if she had any dinner plans. We went to dinner and that, as they say, is how it all started. We've been inseparable since. That was five years ago and have been married for three. She turned out to be a truly fantastic person of the highest quality. So this whole story is obviously much deeper than her just trying to go and get a good grade. She obviously had a lot more going on in her life and thought that this was some way that she could feel more normal, I guess you could say. But in the end, recognized that he didn't actually press these charges on her, which ended up getting her in a much better position for the rest of her life. So she probably thought about that for years and years. The next teacher that answered this question said, yes, I was a teacher in rural West Africa for a few years. I had a few students approach me and make an offer. I rejected them 100% and had long conversations regarding how inappropriate and terrible this was. It didn't help that it was quite common for this to happen. And the same females that were approaching me were approaching other teachers. At one of my schools, two girls got pregnant from teachers, which gets ugly since pregnant girls are not allowed to be in school there. We had faculty meetings where the principal would say verbatim, okay, I need to tell all the teachers not to sleep with their students. And the teachers would laugh and say, but who are we supposed to sleep with? And then everyone would chuckle and discuss the next topic on the agenda. Someone else added to this who was also a secondary school teacher in West Africa said that you basically describe every beginning of term staff meeting we have. They laugh it off like it's not completely messed up to sleep with students in exchange for grades. There was even a Benin, the country, volunteer who was murdered for blowing the whistle on that behavior. This stuff is so serious that all you can do is turn a blind eye. And then other people chimed in saying that they remember about this volunteer in Benin that was killed. Someone else added that I saw this as well during my time in West Africa. We did an AIDS awareness training and brought student leaders for a one-day boot camp to help extend the message. During the breaks, most of the teachers and even the faculty discussed which students they were going to sleep with. These are 30 to 40-year-old men with two-plus wives talking about taking on 13 to 16-year-old girls. When they tried to rope me in, a 25-year-old single guy, into their talks, I would tell them, Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the 
must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. To piss off. Cultural respect be damned. One of my happiest stories when my community drove out a teacher who was like this, they chased him out of the village at 3 a.m. If they had caught him, I imagine an extended hospital stay would have been his best case scenario. I have so many heartbreaking stories from students, mostly girls, and plenty from disillusioned, upstanding teachers and faculty. Sadly, they outnumbered the stories that ended well, but one should always look for the nuggets of happiness. So, since all of these stories somewhat go together, this is just very very depressing to hear that a lot of these students, I would assume, probably feel like there's no other way. If it's really that universal where every teacher thinks that this is going to be the case, then I mean, what's even the incentive to learn if the teacher is going to be presumably expecting this of you as a student anyway? This is just a sad situation and a very harmful power structure. Jumping into a bit of a different realm, someone said, I used to teach an astronomy class which required the students to once a week, weather permitting, go outside for two hours to the campus observatory and point out constellations and look through the telescope. One girl in my class was pretty clever overall. She didn't like working particularly hard, so she always sat with the nerdy, awkward guys who easily did all the work. She was reasonably attractive and playfully flirted with them enough to get them to basically do all of her work for her. Having been in their situation in college, I quickly recognized it as an instructor. One day she asks me if the observatory would be open, to which I responded, I don't know, because it was the middle of the day. She then said, and says, maybe we could meet up at my place tonight, get a movie, and determine my grade some other way. Well, me, being the suave physics grad student that I am, just stared at her expressionless, turned, and quickly walked away to the other side of the room. As I was walking away, I started hearing the guys at the table jump in on this offer and start planning to bring food and movies as they figured this was an open invitation to the table. I have no idea what happened. So this guy basically just noped out of the situation and everyone else came in like hyenas to try and take that offer, it sounds like. I heard a girl say she'd do anything for extra credit. Her intention was clear. I made a joke of it by responding, anything? Would you kill a man? I think she was embarrassed that I didn't go for it. She dropped my class not long after. Before anyone asks if she was hot, let's just say when I was in high school, she never would have given me the time of day. There's a Kevin Spacey movie that I can't remember the name of where he has a student and the student says, I would do anything for a good grade in this class. And Kevin Spacey, he 
says, anything? And she says, yeah, anything. And he gets real serious, leans over to her and whispers in her ear, then study. This story is from a female university professor for 16 years who says, I've been flirted with countless times, but only outright proposed twice. Neither time was for grades as both students were already doing well in class. One was a 19-year-old boy who told me that he was sure he could handle a 30-year-old woman. I managed not to laugh at him, mainly because I was very fond of him, and of course, I turned both down. No consequences to them. When somebody asked a question that basically, maybe this was because the situation was the student was just attracted to the teacher as opposed to having ulterior motives like getting better grades, maybe that made it easier to handle. And that OP says, yes, I was flattered rather than offended and just explained that my husband really doesn't like it when I do anything like this with anyone except him. Another teacher in this situation says, my go-to is if I get a proposition like this, I tell them to call my wife and ask her permission. So far, only one has actually called my wife to ask her permission, which prompted an interesting conversation with my wife. And when she discovered just how much I've been hit on by women, he went on to say, yeah, my wife wasn't happy either. Asked me why I do that. And I had to explain to her that it was my leave me alone. I have a wife response. Then I asked her, what does she do when guys hit on her? And she says, she tells them, sure, but only if my husband can do the deed with you first. So I actually had to tell her not to tell guys that in case one of them does say yes. My best friend became infatuated with his Russian literature teacher in college. She was 10 years older than him, but he didn't care and he let her know how he felt. She felt the same, but told him that he had to complete the course and no longer be her student before they acted on anything. He was 25 years old and she was 35 years old at the time. Well, he completed the course and then completed his mission to examine her. They were married 18 months later and gave birth to my goddaughter five months after that. They are still married to this day. It's a beautiful story as well as penthouse forum material. Well, it seems like he was serious. He totally respected her wishes, which was to finish school, not be in her class. And he actually wanted to be with her enough that he actually did all that. It probably was a very good idea that she waited until he was not in a situation where there would be a conflict of interest in order to move on with this. Because so far in most of these stories, that it has not even been a consideration at all. One comment in response to this that got a lot of traction says, as a Russian speaking American man with the beloved Russian woman that I met in college, I encourage everyone to read the stark contrast between the American woman professor's actions and the Russian woman professor's actions. American women, you disappoint us, honestly. Like I said, there's a lot of traction around this, but there's a couple of weird assumptions here. One is that just because she's a Russian literature teacher doesn't mean that she's Russian. She could be an American woman teaching Russian literature. And even if she wasn't for some reason, I don't think that that one single person is representative of the entire cultural morality of a whole country. After one exam, one of the students emailed me saying that she knew she had done poorly and she was willing to do anything to get her grade up. Didn't even see it sexually at all until I casually mentioned it to my family at Sunday lunch. My mom said something like, hey, dum-dum, that's an offer to do the deed with your student. And I was like, really? My wife just rolled her eyes at me. I didn't mention it again and neither did she. I mean, depending on what the actual email said, it might not have been that. I don't think it's automatically has to mean that she's offering to do something frisky in exchange for that. She could have just meant, hey, I'll do anything like I'll do a makeup 
assignment or whatever, but we don't get to see the email here. So maybe the email made it a little bit more obvious. I can say that I've never had a student outright say anything overt. I had a young female student tell me that she had pictures of me on her phone and then she winked at me. And I had a few passing notes about how much they were in love with me. With that being said, I do not respond to anything like that. I just ignore it and remain professional. I've seen other teachers who will respond to that stuff and change grades or show general favoritism to the students because they like the attention. Those teachers definitely get labeled by other staff and the administration. Another thing that I make sure of is that I am never, ever alone with the student in a classroom one-on-one. It can be difficult and sometimes impossible, but it is important to try and not get in that situation. This kind of sucks because a lot of students open up to me and feel more comfortable discussing issues with me because I am a younger teacher. I'm 25. But I can't always give them individual attention because of the possibility of accusations. I do always make sure they get any help they need. A faculty member of 30 years said this, usually it starts as subtle suggestion or innuendo. I play dumb and then document the heck out of it in an email to my department chair, the dean, and the necessary coordinator. We are in a state that allows recording if only one party knows about it. In my office, I do have a webcam and a microphone that can be triggered subtly. However, most of these initial feelers have happened outside of my office and of course my door stays open and I never cover the window. Just for the record, I am overweight, I'm bald, I'm old, and I wear glasses. It doesn't happen often, but it does happen. I have had friends who have had their careers ended or disrupted by false accusations, so I take all the precautions that I can. Somebody basically asked him, you're prepared for all those situations, but have you ever had a situation where you were intimidated in order to give someone a better grade, like a student with an organized crime tie or something like that? To which he said, I've never had any physical threats. I've had people threaten to go to various administrators or coaches. That never ends well for the students if they go through with it. The only external threat I've had from a student, I flunked in a course because she cheated twice, more than twice, but two times. I had smoking gun evidence. She told me that I should know that her father is a lawyer. In response to the whole false accusation aspect of this, someone said, false accusations are super real in the college environment between students and teacher. My local college just lost an amazing professor due to false accusations. He was fired immediately, even though no real investigation took place. The accuser was a very spoiled brat of a large donor, so the school acted prematurely and worried about the donations over the teacher. Weirdly, this girl failed his class twice, and on the second time around, the accusations started flying. This teacher is known to have a very hard class, but is widely loved by his students, except a select few that can't manage the class. Well, in the end, it was figured out that it was a false accusation, so the girl was kicked out. The college lost the donation money from her father, and the college lost a great professor because he refused to come back. All of this from a knee-jerk reaction from the administration over a spoiled brat's word over a well-known professor's word. That's got to be so disheartening from the perspective of the professor who knows how many years he's been working at this university and the university didn't have his back at all. They just dumped him before anything went into effect, no investigation or anything from the way they're telling it here. I totally understand why he wouldn't want to come back to this school because once he was absolved, he probably just felt hurt by the fact that he was falsely accused. 